Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to everybody's favorite auntie, a cross-generational conversation about relationships, family, and all the joy and drama in between. I'm your host, Shakira. And I'm everybody's favorite auntie, Lisa. Hey, everyone. We're back with season two, episode one of everybody's favorite auntie. Hey, auntie. Hey. So we made it to season two, right? Yes, we did. Congratulations to us. Yes. <laughs> um, and to kick it off, we are super, super excited to welcome the first guest of the season, Eugene Smith. Hey, Eugene. Hey. So Eugene is a celebrity hairstylist. <laughs> At Serge Normand here in New York City. Uh, Eugene, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got your start, what's your background, and I'm very excited to get into what we'll be talking about today. Okay, I'm a, a native of Washington, D.C. Um, I've been here in New York for about 16 years now, so I guess I'm a New Yorker. Okay. Um, and I've always loved hair. Um, I was the kid who played with dolls and everything. And so uh, it was actually my mother that got me into uh, beauty school because I was supposed to be a lawyer. That's a transition. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so I was being groomed to be a lawyer, but okay. it was my mother who said, you should go to beauty school. And I was like, you mean people are going to pay me to plan their hair? And she said, yeah, boy. And so <laughs> so went to beauty school, and here I am 25 years, 26 years later. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Okay, so we... Again, like I said, we're excited to have you here, um, and we really want to have a conversation about natural hair, mm-hmm. um, but not the tips and tricks of natural hair, um, more so about the conversation that we're having in our community, sort of this natural hair versus weaves and wigs, uh, what that means, where is that coming from? So I guess my first question to you is, is there an industry standard for natural hair? Um, I think the confusion that's come with um, when we say natural hair, um, the difference between like uh, what exactly is natural hair right. and what is the look of natural hair. Ah. So, you know, to like define natural hair, it is what your hair is naturally as it comes out of your scalp. Okay. <laughs> and then we break that down to various textures. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Now, natural hair styles are the look of how you wear your hair, you know, as it comes naturally out of your head. Um, and then we get into like the different textures and styles and everything. But um, that's by definition, I would say like there's a difference between the style and the look of it uh-huh. and what the definition of it is. So essentially, so everyone has natural hair. Yes. Well, yes. the conversation, the debate that we're really having is about texture or texture. hairstyle. Yeah, it's more oh. like texture and hairstyle. Got it. Um, and I guess as it relates to black black folk, yeah. uh, you know, what that texture is. Is it anything from curly to coily? Right. So... Yeah. So when they when they say um, 3C, 4C, um, 4B, yeah. that's 
textures. Texture. Yeah, those are different mm. different degrees of curl. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I and admittedly I'm new to all of this four C and three C and all of this. Yeah. And right. Everything. But what it's supposed to mean is degrees of curl. I just found out I'm four C. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean to you? <laughs> and what does that mean to you? Well, actually I took a um how do you call it? A porosity Oh, porosity. Oh, porosity. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. took a porosity yeah. test. And that entail of just taking that piece of strand out yeah. of your hand, putting it in water, and if it's dry, yeah. it's like 4C on yeah. the end. And if yeah. it stays flat, um, it sinks to the bottom, it's like um, 3A or 3B, something like that. So when I took the test, um, that's when I discovered I was 4C. Okay. So what that means to me is being like... Um, Curly, yeah, a little curly yeah. and like coil, like yeah, hair, yeah, like coil. yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, for me, I think um, we were talking a bit about this offline. You know, I'm recently, and now see, now I'm not gonna say I'm recently natural because mm-hmm. I was always You've natural. Always I've always had hair coming out of my head, <clears throat> um, but the way that I'm wearing my hair now, I'm I'm guessing the texture of it mm-hmm. um, is more of a natural style Mm -hmm. so but I felt that when I was getting blowout I was still natural because it's my hair and I have some friends they will remain nameless um who you know wear their hair natural styles they do twist styles and are very um dedicated to Mm -hmm. that look Mm -hmm. and they're like well you're you're not natural because you get blowouts and I'm like what I ain't got no trash (laughs) you know like this is my hair and they're like no you're not natural and I felt like not really discouraged but I'm just like damn sis like why you know why that energy and I think that's that's the weird part about it like you have people on both sides who are so you know determined to that their their way of wearing their hair yes. is right and everybody else's is not exactly. or vice versa. Exactly. And um and you know how you feel when you wear that style. Like I'm really big on um women and their hair and their identity and how your hairstyles or how you wear your hair um affects your identity and and about how you present yourself. Right. You know, and hair is a big part of like, you know, people's identity for sure you know it's yeah. it's what you it's the first thing you see when you look at a person that is true you yes. know before yes. their makeup yeah. it's always about the hair it's your hair determines if you you know uh if the look is complete or not right right yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely so it's a big deal and um it's just about like identifying like how you see yourself and how you present yourself um with the hair but yeah there is this kind of like division between Girls who wear natural hairstyles and girls who don't. But yes, everybody's hair is natural unless you have altered it with a relaxer or hair color or, you know. Yeah, something like that. And I think that there's also a narrative, and this could probably play into the division Mm -hmm. because there's this narrative that if you wear wigs or weaves that your hair is damaged or you have some type of self-identity or self-hate, you know, like you're trying to look more European, whereas now we do have people that fall into that, but there are women who they just love to change their look. You know, one day they want to be this and the other day they want to be that. Just as easily as they change their clothes or their shoes. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Well, for me, it's all good. All of it's good. However you decide to wear yeah. your hair or what you decide to do with it, it is all 
good. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you are somebody that's playing into what society says you should have, or maybe you might be the person who, um, you know, thinks I can't wear my hair like this to work because right. I work in an environment where everybody else's hair looks like this right. and I might lose my job. Like that's very real for some people. For sure. For you sure. know. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that go into how you choose how you're gonna wear your hair. But for me it's all good. Um the thing that the biggest thing for me is that your hair is healthy. The hair mm. that you have is healthy. And that's being taken care of. So whatever you decide to wear, make sure you're taking care of your hair and your scalp. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's an extension of your skin and your body, right. so it should be taken care of. For sure. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, okay, so you mentioned the scalp portion of it. And I wanted to ask you about that because mm-hmm. we have a lot of the, the natural hair mm-hmm. movement is mm-hmm. very strong, which mm-hmm. is great. But within that comes a lot of confusion, you know, what you should do, how you should care for it. Um, and I know I said earlier, this is not really a tutorial, mm-hmm. but I'm very curious. Yeah. Um, for example, <clears throat> I co-wash my hair. I co-wash my daughter's hair. Before I started wearing my hair to natural texture, I had no idea what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, apparently, it's when you wash your hair with conditioner. Which uh, does not make sense. (laughs) Does not make sense. (laughs) So um, shampoo cleans the scalp and the hair. Conditioner conditions the hair and not the scalp. Okay. So it's it's like bathing with lotion. Would you do that? I would definitely not do that. Okay. So it's that same idea. You know, shampoo is meant to clean the scalp okay. and the hair, and conditioner is to um, soften or re- yeah. or, or you're mm-hmm. replacing what you pull out from um, washing. Now, I am a proponent of, like, um, not washing your hair every day if your hair is wavy to maybe really curly. Right. I am a proponent of that because curly hair is naturally drier than say straight hair right and so you don't need to wash it as often um because the way it works scientifically speaking the the oils that come from the scalp travel down it takes longer for the oils to travel down curly hair than it does straight hair Mm, so if you notice people with finer straight hair their hair gets oilier faster so they need to wash it every day right but hair that is curly or coily it takes longer for the oil to come down the hair. But the oil that comes from the scalp is the best, the best thing for your hair. Got it. Good for your hair. Okay. So it, it sounds like we've sort of been conditioned to think the wrong way about 100%. hair and hair care. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's why you need a stylist, a professional that's going to educate you about this stuff. Yeah. You know, so not just educate you on what looks good for your face shape and what looks good for this occasion and that occasion, but also like hair care. Right. You know, but then I guess that leads us into embracing the hair that you have. Mm, not just wanting to cover it up. and Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Or necessarily change the texture or, right. you know, it's the whole, di- whole idea of saying, um, I love my hair as it is. Mm, uh, yeah. No matter what it looks like. Yeah. Cause I noticed that, um, you know, I go to, like these little mom and pop stores mm-hmm. and um I will get like a weave or 
you know, a wig and they don't educate you about your hair. It's yeah. about styling, styling, yeah. styling, getting you out next customer. Yeah. yeah. And I found over the years that from getting weeds, it damaged my hair a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would get perms first and then get a weed. Yeah. And my hair was so thin and then the pulling from the yeah. the, the weave, it damaged my hair tremendously. Mm. And these people <clears throat> do not educate you on this. Yeah. They just want your money, get you in the next customer, and it's, it's bad. And sometimes they don't educate you on it because they, they are not educated. And I, you know, I've been doing it a long time and um, I come from a thinking of take care of the hair first and then everything else. Um, And I think we lost that um, as hairdressers, particularly black hairdressers. Yeah. I feel like we've lost that. Um, Partly because, yes, braids, weaves, extensions, and everything has become so popular and so mainstream that you never really take the time to learn how to work with the person's own hair. Yeah. And that's whether they're natural or have a relaxer or have a color or whatever. I think we've lost what to do with people's own hair. That's so true because they most salons, like especially if we're talking about like the mom and pop, or mm-hmm. you have a mm-hmm. lot of salons, they only do <clears throat> weaves, wigs, braids, yeah. whatever, yeah. and they're like come wash and ready. Yeah. And it's like if you come there, you need your hair wash. I went to a place to get my hair braided. No lie, she was like, "Well, we don't, our, we don't have a sink for hair washing." I was like, wow. mm, "I'm paying you two hundred and seventy-five wow. fucking dollars, yeah. and you're telling me that." You can't wash my hair. Right. And she's like, well, we have a sink, but it's not. I'm just like, I didn't. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that I, makes I, no sense. Yeah, but I also don't want to work with hair that I haven't washed. That's a good point. Yeah, so yeah. we're definitely going away from <laughs> because they don't even right on they don't even want to touch your hair. Yeah. It's just like, okay, wow. let's get these cornrows in, yeah, let's yeah. let's mm-hmm. put these yeah, braids yeah. in, you know, yeah. and let's get yeah. this wig laid. But yeah. there you're right, there's really yeah. no attention. Now I have to a client hair. I do have a client I have a client that uh when she first came to me, she uh I met her and the first thing we did, we were the plan was to do extensions, a full head of extensions and everything. So I said, Okay, you know, so once she got to me they were in and it was time for the for them to be taken out and everything. So I'm taking them out and everything is out and I'm looking at her hair and everything and I'm like, Oh my you know, showing her, Oh my goodness, look at the lane, look at this, this is your texture and blah blah blah. She goes, Oh my god, this is the first time I've ever seen it in seven years. Get the hell out of here. Seven years? I said, you've been going to the same, because she's been going to the same person. I guess he moved away or something. But for the past seven years, it's been take the extensions out, braid it right back up, right. put the extensions back My in goodness. for seven years. My goodness. I said, you haven't seen your own hair for seven years? And, you know, I guess she was she was so fascinated by how much it grew and everything. I don't think she ever knew how the length it was seven years ago. <laughs> That's I just insane. found out really, really, because if it was, she said if it wasn't extensions, it was braids. It was this. I said for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. That's the beauty so. of that's the beauty that I like about wigs because mm-hmm. you can allow your natural hair yeah. to reach. Yeah. 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 You can you it, you 
take it off with that scarf or yeah. no, I, it, yeah. but it yeah. really allows your hair to breathe. Yeah, I'm I'm an advocate for the extensions, wigs, and all of that, you know, because if your own hair won't do it, whatever it is, yeah, <laughs> hello, you can buy it. Hello, okay, yeah, okay, exactly. Yes. And I think, uh, to be honest, I think we have gotten to a place where, you know, unless you're wearing the natural hairstyle, um, you know, having your own healthy hair is, you know, it's Kind of overrated now to everybody. It, it sounds crazy. Because whatever yeah. look you want, it could be recreated yes, or, you that's know, true. or the styles that are, some of the styles that are in right now, your own hair isn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just what it is. So I no, like the idea, yeah. but I like the idea that we have all of these options yeah, for yeah. creating the look that you want. That's why I say all of it's good. Yeah. All mm-hmm. of it, whatever. But yeah, you. You know, you're standing next to somebody that has the same style as you and they have their own hair. Somebody's really impressed. Right? <laughs> like they used to be. Right? Yeah, no, it's true. Oh, it's, it's, it's true. Really, it's like, right. well, this is mine. It's like, okay. girl. Well, and this, this is, is mine, mine too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what are we talking about yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I say that it, it, it just took you longer to style yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yours might frizz in a couple of hours. Hello. Any weather. But, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> so I love it. I'm into all of it. But yeah. So, yeah. So, when do you think, because a lot, you know, now these type of styles, it's marketed, of course, for versatility, Mm -hmm. but also as protective styling. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to put that much heat on your hair or whatever the case may be. Um, Now, when does it cross over? Because I feel like, you know, wigs, weaves, braids, they all can be a form of protective styling. But when is it like it's going from protective to you know, you need to get that out your head. Or, for, like, for example, the woman that your client yeah. who hadn't seen her hair in seven years, yeah. is it still, is it still, I guess, functioning as a protective style? I mean, no. At that point, it is, uh, it's who they are and how they want to wear their hair. I mean, I think it, like, you know, crosses the line when you have decided that I don't need to protect my own hair anymore. It is now where I want it to be in order to wear it. Because mm. if you're doing protective styles to protect your hair or to give your hair a break, I would imagine this with the intention of I am going to eventually wear my own hair. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. That protective. So that's right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so eventually, yeah, you're going to yeah. wear your own hair. So we're using it to, um, you know, get it healthy or get it back to it. Because once the get back to healthy and where you want it to be. Okay, now what? Yeah, mm-hmm. now you, you should know. be. But by that time, everybody's addicted. they just like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is like the hair, this has been so easy, yeah. everything. So, yeah, it's a matter of getting back to. Um, it's back to where it want to be, but this, how I've been wearing it with the weaves or the wigs, whatever, mm-hmm. it, it allowed me enough time where I don't have to, I can get up and go to work yeah, early. Yeah. I can do what I need to do for my day to day without taking an yeah. hour to do my hair. And there's a yeah. part of so, you that depends on it. Yeah, the absolutely. wigs or the weaves and everything, it depends on, you depend on it, which, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Right. You know, if I'm saving time, then my biggest point is, all of it's good. Just make sure your hair and your scalp is healthy. For sure. Or be with somebody that makes sure that makes sure it's healthy. And I guess even more than that, you know, don't you don't be defined by how you wear your hair. Yeah, I I think that's important yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, 
it's one thing to want to change your look and do something different, yeah. but it becomes, and again, my, for me, mm-hmm. problematic if I feel like I can't go outside without a weave, mm-hmm. a wig, mm-hmm. uh, some type of extension, mm-hmm. then it's like, now it's a difference if that's my choice, mm-hmm. because whether you say it's easier or whatever the case may yeah. be, but if when you look at your natural hair mm-hmm. and you're just like, I don't look good. I don't feel good. I yeah. think that's on a deeper level. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't apply to people, like, if they maybe their hair is damaged, they're trying to get it back. That's something totally different. Yeah. But if you just, you know, if your hair looks decent, whatever the case, and you don't feel good, yeah, that, to me, is the problem. <laughs> yeah, and that's where it goes deeper. And that's what I say about, like, identity. And a lot of that, I think, comes from the negative connotations that went with, wearing your hair natural because I, I don't think that natural hair is like a whole new movement right um i think it's been around forever i think we've went in ways with how we've like seen it mm-hmm. but the negative connotations that go with it though you know the word nappy yeah kinky yeah you know uh those kind of words make you feel like your hair isn't as good or as nice as maybe straight wavy yeah. Curly, so it's the negative connotations and the words that have been associated with yes. it that make people say, "I don't like the way my hair looks when it's not this or that." Yeah, and that's so true. Because and if you look in the mirror at your natural hair right. and you've been told it's nappy, you need to straighten it or um, get those, get rid of those B to B and all of that kind of stuff, and you've been teased about it yeah. all your life. Yeah, yeah it's it has a negative you. impact. Yeah. Yeah. that's something that we can ignore, mm-hmm. you know? And, but 
how you saw yourself, did that change? It did. Yeah. I felt yeah. more... Like when you looked in the mirror, yeah, like... I felt more powerful. Yeah, I did. Because yeah. I felt like if I want to change my look, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm not immediately waking up and changing it. Like, yeah. it's not my first thought to say, let me go get my blowout. Yeah. Now it's like, if I want to wear my hair in a twist out, if I want to slick it back and throw a ponytail, like, it's my choice. Yeah. But I didn't feel that I had to. Yeah. Um. So for me, I think that's a level of acceptance that was very beneficial. Like, yeah. I, I needed that, yeah. you know? Because you could have easily been the girl who said, I have to keep my hair straight in yeah. order to fit in. Or I have to, you know, I got to do something with this hair yeah. in order so that people don't look at me like I'm crazy yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it's like buzzwords and stuff like that, that when you're growing up and you listen to as it relates to your hair, you know, the way you look, all different kinds of stuff, but particularly hair, it's those buzzwords that like ring in your head yes. that makes you choose how you want to look or present yes. yourself to the world. And you know, now that you say that... I think the reason why I had maybe like a reverse identity mm-hmm. is because growing up, oh, you have good hair. Mm. Oh, you have, you know, you got hair like grandma. You got mm-hmm. that good hair. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the negative of like you have the kinky yeah. or the nappy. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I wanted, you know, that transition. Yeah. And you felt okay to wear your own hair or your yeah. own texture because you didn't see it as all of the other things you may have yeah. heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's all about yeah. your experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just had like a little breakthrough. Like, oh, I just, you know, when you said that, I didn't, I was never associated with mm-hmm. that, so it wasn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So I really can't speak from that, but I'm sure there's a lot of women yeah. out there who are like, I'm never doing that because. Yeah. Oh, I can't wear yeah. my hair like that. Mm. What's wrong with her head? You know I mean? And that's been around forever. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I'd be curious, like, what maybe, like, in the 70s was more of the Afro, I'm black and I'm proud time, right? Because yeah. 60s was still kind of, like, relaxed, wigs and everything like that. Like, what was that about, like, in the 70s? Like, I would talk, because I, you know. But that was more of the empowerment. Yeah. Also, like, you know, <clears throat> to have that Afro and black and you yeah, and you your hair. Yeah, like, yes, like, um, what's her name? Chrissy? Um. Christy Love. Christy Love, yeah, yes. Yeah, we looked up yeah. to... Um, Cleopatra Jones yeah. and all of those. So, yeah, that there was, was a lot of images yeah. of women who had, had their, their own natural hair absolutely. in this perfectly shaped afro that were beautiful. So everybody... And was proud It was a trend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Look, and then the... <laughs> Look, then the 80s and the 90s came. Oh, man. Ooh, especially the 90s. Yeah. Especially the 90s. You barely saw people on TV with their natural hair or their own texture. And wow. that's Being too about, about society, which plays um, a big role in people's images and how mm-hmm. they perceive themselves. Mm-hmm. And especially social media, I just saw a, a post where they had a couple of celebrities with blonde hair. And the post said, um, these girls want to be white. Mm. So I'm like, mm. well, where did they get that from? Like, mm. because you wear a blonde wig or a blonde weave, you want to be white? Mm. Why it just can't be you want to change the way you look? Yeah, you just yeah. want lighter yeah. hair. Yeah. 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 And women is like that. Like, women are very versatile. If we want to change our look, we could change our look to blue, red, brown, 
beige, pink, whatever we want to yeah. wear. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's just our identity. That's who we want to be that day. Yeah. But that don't mean you want to be of a different race or you feel less about yourself. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's why it's important to teach the love of your natural hair mm-hmm. while also having the openness that you can wear it however yeah. you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because if you tip the scale too far one way, then it becomes problematic because if those women, I think the whoever wrote that meme or whatever, the people who were agreeing were under the assumption that these women have some type of self-hate yeah. Yeah. because they're wearing their a, like a blonde wig or mm-hmm. blonde hair, but that may not be the case. Exactly. Maybe they're just like, well, this goes with my skin tone. Like, I'm just watching yeah. this and, yeah. you know. Oh, it's a pretty color. Yeah. Right. It absolutely. looks good on It could be as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, historically, there are black people or people of African descent that have natural Naturally blonde hair. Blonde hair. Like the Aborigines, oh, yeah. or I don't know oh, if yeah. I'm saying it correctly, but there are, like we've oh, all yeah. seen the pictures of those beautiful oh, yes. brown babies with blonde hair growing straight out their hair, oh, looking yeah. like they was kissed by the sun. Yeah. So it. I have quite a few clients who are African-American women okay. with yeah. naturally blonde hair. Naturally blonde hair. So not like it doesn't exist exactly right exactly well, it's unnatural mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean i guess with anything it's the balance because you don't again too far one way and you yeah. know but also people's assumptions that again with social media it's people's like, assumptions period like yeah, yeah. yeah. whatever period. it is whatever yeah, it is i agree you know but like you're saying like you know uh, you have to be the person that says i don't care what everybody thinks this is what I want to do. This is yeah. what I like. Like, yeah. that has to be like in you because, man. You can't never get it right. Like, oh, my goodness. Especially with women. We we have it hard as it is. Oh, yeah. We got to fight oh, yeah. for our hair. We yeah. got to fight for our identity. You're right. We got to fight for everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Like, wow. This, Not we, as even, even more than that, especially black, black women. women. Exactly. Like, I mean, I just like, thought that's huh. what you were talking about, period. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely what I was like, talking about. Man. But yeah, yeah it, it, it is very heavy. Yeah. Very heavy. Um, well, I want to switch gears a bit. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk a bit more about your career. I'm not going to ask you to drop any juicy personal. <laughs> I know you are Thank a man you. with integrity. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> But um, just speaking to, you know, your your background, your history as a stylist, um, I know you mentioned before, you know, now um, in the trend of, you know, all of the, the weaves, the wigs, the different styles mm-hmm. that stylists are not really caring for hair. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to give some advice to, you know, those coming up after you, just on the importance of versatility but also having that foundation because when you you talk you know you strike me as someone who believes in the foundation believes in like the core like you mentioned the scalp you mentioned Mm -hmm. the difference between Mm -hmm. you know textures and you know those are things those type of narratives we don't really hear often yeah so if you had to give like a couple of keys to those coming up after you what would you say you mean future hairdressers yes um, <clears throat> probably the biggest thing that I would say is learn everything, everything. No, actually, before that, um, you will not be a great hairdresser if you don't love it. Mm. You have to love it. You okay. have to be passionate about it. 
and you have to love it because there's a lot that comes with it being a great hairdresser. Um, and then I would say um, when you are starting out, learn everything. Do not limit yourself because so many opportunities and um, are going to come your way and you need to know how to handle it, how to yeah. handle the hair, how to do this. Um, I I'm a I do all hair textures. I do every if it has hair, I know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was important to me. I mean, it didn't. I didn't realize it when I was first starting out. I mean, I went to a school where they taught predominantly white styles and techniques. Right. But I had a black grandmother. Mm -hmm. I have a black mother, mm -hmm. black aunts, black cousins. Yeah. You know, so I knew how to do that. So, I don't know. I'm really grateful that I was able to learn everything, all hair types, all mm. textures, and everything. So, I'm really grateful for that. So, I always tell uh, up-and-coming hairdressers, learn every single thing you can. Anything that's new, learn about it, learn the techniques, learn how to work with it and everything. And third, I would probably say, partner yourself with someone who knows the business side of it. That's important. Mm, that's yeah. It's hugely yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> I always say one of the greatest things that I learned in this business is how to ask for my money mm, and know my worth. Okay. Right. Yes. And yes. know my worth. That was really, really, that was a, a very, very, very helpful lesson for me in the beginning. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Try to learn everything. Be passionate about it. Learn everything you can about it and know the business of your business. Yes, and you know what? That, I mean, that goes to any, any industry, any industry, right? Because I feel like with with us, we have talent. It just, it comes naturally. You can we create. That's what we do. You put us in any environment, any situation. Something beautiful can always come out of it. Yeah. But when you don't have your business in order, mm -hmm. it's it's you not just, scalable. Yeah. You just you yeah. there's no way you can sustain that. Yeah. Yeah, and you get taken advantage of. Yes, I don't is. know. I think about, like, um, hairdressers that, like, were before me mm -hmm. and worked really hard, to because I can remember that y you hairdressers were seen, hairdressing was seen as something you did because you couldn't be this or you right. couldn't do this. Like, it right. wasn't deemed this, um, it wasn't deemed as great as it is now. Um, you know, the whole idea of the celebrity hairdresser and all of that. Like, people respect it, but I started making comparisons, and I am as important to people as their doctor. Absolutely. <laughs> Facts. Like, I, I started realizing I'm as yeah. important to you as your doctor. Yes. So I demand the same respect that you would mm. give your doctor. So if I give you a prescription for something for your <laughs> hair, you need to follow it. Right. You know? right. Yes. But yes. also, you know, you wouldn't nickel and dime your copay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So don't nickel and dime me. Yeah. So that that for me, <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, you know, but I do, I think about the people that came before me that worked really hard to make sure that the hairdressing and hairstyling profession was respected and was on par with doctors, lawyers, and all of these other yeah. professions that mm -hmm. we hold in high regard. Because it's an expertise. Yes. Isn't yes. Yes. Every, hmm, yes. You walk out, you get that. You yes. like, mm. Yes. You can, Look, you you yeah. Because you can, you can do it. You can do it yourself at yeah. home, but for so long. But yeah. you're going to have to come to me at some point to yeah. fix it. This is true. This is true. <laughs> and even amongst 
amongst stylists, not everyone is on the same level. Mm-hmm. Like, Mm-mm. not everyone can do it. Yeah, like you know? doctors. Every doctor ain't the same. That's true. And 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 then another thing, a lot of them don't even respect themselves. Yeah. To hold themselves in that yeah. regard. So then there's yeah. that. Yeah. So then there's that. So you, that's I, why. I've been to places where yeah. I waited eight hours to get my hair yeah, done. No. No, no. I never I never wanted that for me. I've but, seen it and I know what it's like, listen, but I never wanted lunch, that type of like They took lunch on me, <laughs> took a cigarette break. Yeah. Yeah. And go you pick up the and go the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they well, you know, they only did it because clients allowed it. Yeah. yeah. Clients yeah. were okay with it. Yeah. You know? But it doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's I mean as all of us in this room probably growing up had that like mom and pop mm-hmm. hair salon experience. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting to think about it because now in 2019, we have all, you know, black people have mm-hmm. access yeah. to all of these different luxury things, yeah. whether you're going and it could be black owned spaces, mm-hmm. you know, whether mm-hmm. you're eating, whether you're traveling, whether you're shopping somewhere, there's, you can, Go somewhere that's luxurious or sort of an upper echelon. Yeah. But then when it comes to hair styling, mm-hmm. it's not so much the, the, the same thing. Like, yeah. you will still see very well-to-do women in the hood because it's like... Because the, the guy that works in there or the girl that works in there can lay some hair. Right. She can lay <laughs> some hair. And, you know, black hair, you got one chance to get it right. That, yeah, you're right. There's no mess there, there it up, no wet second. it down, and start yeah, over no. again. You can't do that. You mm-hmm. have to get it right. Yeah. And again, hair is important. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. And I, I mean, I just, tell me about the importance of, you know, getting to the level that you're at, working at the salon that you're at, because again, you could be, you know, there are people in the hood or whatever mm-hmm. that are charging 300 400 and up to do hair, mm-hmm. but you're getting, you know, it's a whole little wall spot. Sometimes it's not clean, but people still go there if the talent is there. Mm-hmm. But tell me about the importance for you um, to go in a space that isn't typically for us or one might not think so and making a name for yourself. Um, I, I, would, I would say like when I'm choosing a salon to work in or a space to work in, um, I definitely sought out, well, I mean, okay, the first job I had was an upper echelon salon. Okay. And um, that was probably by default because I worked, I mean, I went to school to an upper echelon school. Right. And, you know, as they started referring us to salons and everything, you know, I just went into one. And, again, I didn't go in, I just went in, you know, wanting to do hair. I knew, I knew how to do hair and I knew how to do all hair types. It wasn't until later as I started growing into my career that I started realizing that I was the one bringing the black clients into the salon. Mm, okay. And it wasn't even later to that that I started realizing that, oh, they're coming because I'm good. Right. But even more than that, it's because of the service. So like you were saying, like there is a there is a type of woman who wants to go to get their hair done in a place that is on par with all of the other things yes. that they get to. I always say, you know, I want to be the, you know, I want to work at a place that's equivalent to um, maybe they, um, 
go to uh, the plaza or, right. you know, or a high-end hotel, but I want to be the place where they go to get their hair done that's on par with all of the other places yeah. that they go to. Absolutely. You know, but I don't know. I guess it, it was by default, but now I'm starting to realize that, like, you know, I chose the type of environment that I wanted to work in. I saw my skill and myself enough that I knew that I could um, create in a space that is more elevated yes. than maybe what and also black hairdressers are used to. Yeah, absolutely. Because and, and it is, I mean, it's just, it's this difference between, like you're saying, a mom and pop or a high-end salon, you know, the same way the clients have a choice, I have a choice also. That's right, yeah. Absolutely. You know, but I, I guess it was through my, like, schooling and, like, the first salon I worked in. I just, I don't know. I believed in the possibility. Yeah. I mean, yes, my hairdresser friends that I had when I was first starting out who worked in mom and pop salons, I think I looked at that and knew that I didn't want to. But I think it was more about just where I started out as default. Got it. You know, it was yeah. a high-end salon. So I knew how to do both. And then when you're bringing in clients, because, yes, um, maybe black clients who are looking for a upscale salon have to find somebody that works in that type of salon that knows how to lay hair also. Right. Yeah. It was just a matter of that. Yeah. And yeah, once they found me, we we (laughs) okay. Yeah, once they found me, it just became. It was. It's only. I think it still is. It's only a handful of us Mm. that do all hair types that are black hairdressers that do black hair well in a in high end salon. It we're we're so far and few between, Mm. you know. But they exist, and if I can help it, I try to like groom, you know, up and coming black hairdressers that, you know. It doesn't have to be this. It could be this. Yeah, absolutely. Look at me. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if you're, I mean, if you fashion yourself as the best, yeah. then you want to be at the best. At and the I, best. it doesn't necessarily mean this salon because it's white or they have a white clientele. Right. That's not right. it. It's, right. it's the best. It's, it has it's the prestige. The it has the credentials. Yes. And also, I mean, you're working smarter not harder, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, Auntie, you spoke about, you know, being in a salon for eight hours, and you have these salon owners or, or, or stylists who are at the salon at 8 a.m., and they don't leave until 12 a.m. Or, yeah. you know, like, so that's your entire life. Yeah. So if you can get it to where you have your set clients, yeah. you work from nine to or whatever it is, yeah. and then you go home, it's like, who wouldn't want that? Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I guess that, like, you know, some hairdressers don't even know that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. And I, I mean, think, um, go ahead, Auntie. I think, I don't know, I think it's more of a hustle for some of them than more of an actual, like, nine-to-five job. Yeah. Because they're getting these clients, they mm-hmm. getting, you know, it's like a, you got to wait. I got to do a weave. And it, 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 it seems to me like it's more of a hustle for a lot of mom and pop. And that's yeah. a problem, well, though. Well, yeah, yeah, that is the problem. And, yeah, that's, but that, that, that is the culture of the mom and pop salon. Yeah. Like, that it is a hustle. Or, I mean, I, it doesn't even have to be mom and pop. Maybe, like, the hair cuttery or, like, all these other. I mean, you know, when you know your worth <laughs> as a hairdresser, right. you know 
that it doesn't have to be this hard. Yeah. Right. You know, you don't have to hustle this much, you know, in order to do the same thing that, you know, mm-hmm. this person over here is doing. Because now, I mean, it, I don't, it just baffles me because now it's not like before where you had a, you know, a certain, a select group that were charging the premium price. Mm-hmm. Now, old girl on Instagram yeah. in her basement yeah. with no fucking education. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want $300. And yeah. it's like, yeah. But you in your basement. Right. Yeah. So I just I just I feel like like you said, it's that's the history of the black salon, but with all things we need to elevate. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I don't wanna be in your basement with your kid running yeah. around like yeah. Yeah. I'm not paying for but that. I, but I also don't want to as the hairstylist either. I don't want to do hair out of my basement. Yeah, I don't I mean. do hair at home. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's all about taking the proper steps. Yeah. Getting your business yeah. in order. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. any professional. Right. Yeah. Like any professional, you decide the kind of environment that you want to work in and that you want to bring people to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Because you need to justify how much, I think, you need to justify how much you charge. But yeah. see, but you, but see, let me tell you, Put yourself in that position. Some of these places, yeah. they are lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not up to your business. Yeah. Yeah. You're not up yeah. to your standards. Yeah. So if you're not up to your standards, how am I looking at you? Yeah. And yeah. I'm paying you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't come in on time. It takes you eight hours to do one person here. How am I looking at you? Right. right, but yeah. but then you're they not, still book. Yeah, and yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you still book. Yeah. You're still yeah. like, well, girl, yeah. I got, I'm booked two weeks, and I'm, like, a, I'm a, yeah. and I'm gonna be Ugh. honest, I'm a victim of that. Like, mm-hmm. like you, she laid my hair. Yeah, but I'm waiting forever to get my hair laid. Yeah, and mind you, when I'm walking out, I'm good. Yeah, but. It's, it's really unprofessional. Yeah, yeah it needs to be an understanding on both sides. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, because people will keep doing it if you let the, if the clients keep coming. Yeah. But you know, also hairdressers have to say. But oh. and then and in another instance, like I would never knew that I can go into an upscale mm-hmm. salon yeah. and find somebody like you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, for me to wait, it was like, okay, yeah. this is, I ain't got no, I ain't other, got choice. no other choice. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's also like, <laughs> because when you're going, it's just like with all things, right? If you are going to somewhere that's, I don't want to call it, like a mom and pop, let's just stick mm-hmm. with that term. Mm-hmm. You know you could bring your kids, mm-hmm. if you late, you could eat, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a different mm-hmm. vibe versus if you're going somewhere else where you're like, okay, well, you know. You gotta stay home. You know now I gotta find a sitter now. So it's it's a give and take on yeah. both ends. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you know if you're someone who values being able to take your kids, being able to whatever, the trade off is you gonna have to wait eight hours. Yeah. You know, but if you're someone who's like, listen, I got it together. I want to be in out. I got more to do with my day. Then you're gonna go somewhere where they have their ducks in a row. They have more structure yeah. because now it's not even about the money because again, old girl on on Instagram with her twenty thousand followers mm-hmm. is charging three hundred dollars mm-hmm. and people are paying it like nothing. So it's not even really about the money anymore. No, it's 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 just like like you said, Auntie, knowing that there are places you don't have to just stick with homegirl over here. You can go inside an upscale salon. You can go and uh, and I've seen even like. Some natural salons have been popping up. They're very nice. 
You know, they look good. They're clean. You call them. They're like, we have a set appointment time. If you're late past 10 minutes, we won't take you. No, you can't bring nobody in here. And mm-hmm. it's like people get offended, but this is a business. Yeah. Right? It's not right. a babysitting issue. Hello, it's not. Your child yeah. in here, they breaking up shit. <laughs> and you know, like, no, you got to stop every five right. minutes and right. ten. Like, right. no, right. This, this is, because all of those things add to yeah. the time that it takes for you to be in there. Yeah. So it's just, we have to look at it from both ends. On both sides, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's why it's so important to talk about this, because, you know, it's very important for us to know that there's other options out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you don't have to sit for eight hours. You can go places where you know they have professionals and they have you in and out you don't have to deal with you know people taking lunch break or cigarette break or whatever the break they want to take Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely So yeah that's why it's very very important to have this discussion yeah and for the you know the hairstylists who are like you know listening to this coming up Mm -hmm. put the work in you know work strategically work smart and you can you know be and if you want you can work in a salon like Serge Normand. You can work in Tracomi or yeah. like wherever. Mm-hmm. Like there are spaces just like we're infiltrating, you know, whether it's the Oscars, whether right. it's whatever. We can infiltrate these spaces as well. It doesn't have to be this division with hair. You know, right. if you want to stay in the lane, that's fine. Yeah. But you don't have to limit you don't yourself. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think that's the takeaway. Yes. Absolutely. potential. I'm all about that. Yes, for sure. So we're gonna we're gonna be infiltrating. <laughs> we're gonna be infiltrating these salons, you know, because we can. Yeah. You know, yeah. our our money is just as good. We our time right. is is just as valuable. So right. why not? And I love to spend my money on black owned, you know, establishments. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But that's always the that's always the um. What do you call it? The complaint, like, hell, never got they shit together. Mm-hmm. They can't never mm-hmm. be professional. They can't, whatever. And it's like, we are out there, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're a black business owner, make sure your business is in order. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because 100%. people are willing to pay premium, but you have, <laughs> you can't rest on. Well, I'm black, so I'm black. You black, and you know you you're should just, support me. No, no it doesn't work no. like that. I need your shit, like, yeah, please, yeah. Please, it has to be just as good. And most of the time, it can be better because it's created or curated for us, whether exactly. it's our skin, our hair, or whatever. Exactly. But you have to, like, your presentation needs to be on point. Your packaging. I don't need no, like, misspelling words on your website. Where is your website? Yeah. I know I'm going on a rant, no, but I'm just that. saying. No, like, you're right. You're right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, get it together. <laughs> if, if you're going to do it, do it well. Yeah. Put the time and the energy into it, and you will be profitable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this was a great conversation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We learned a lot. We appreciate you coming. My takeaway is like the scalp. And I'm no longer going to be washing my hair with lotion, i.e. co-washing. I was spread right uh, on you. I was telling yeah. everybody, yeah, co-washing, that's the yeah. wave. See, but that's my fault because I learned it from a YouTuber mm-hmm. who probably is like no older than my little cousin. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, yeah, yeah look, I'm, I'm going to try it. Yeah. They got me. Yeah, yeah stop watching the internet. <laughs> <laughs> got me. <laughs> she has no credentials, but I believed in her. So no. <laughs> Oh, man, 
but yes, that is my takeaway. No, no more co-washing. So if you are natural, that means that hair grows out of your head. So we're all natural. Everybody is natural. Everybody. Okay. Yes, everybody has natural hair. Yes, everybody has natural <laughs> Growing hair. Growing out of their hair. Right. Now, natural hairstyles are hairstyles that you have chosen to go with the way your hair naturally comes out of your head. Got it. See? <laughs> All right, ladies, hear this. Natural so no hair, more. natural yes. hairstyles. We different. appreciate the clarification. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm going to let my friend know, listen. Yeah. I have natural hair. Yeah. My hairstyle today might not be natural. Yeah. But I have natural hair. Yeah. So don't be throwing me no yeah. damn shade. I might not be wearing the natural hair style today. Right. But yes. I am natural. Absolutely. I have not relaxed. I have not colored it. Yes. I have not altered it. Exactly. And you know, sometimes she put clippings in too. I know she does. Yeah. And it's like, how you gonna no, but I'm not saying it's she not fine. But it's just like you wanna get that full Big look, I get yeah. it, but you want to throw shade at me because oh. my hair is blow dry straight, yeah. Yeah. and you're like you're not natural, but you got natural clip anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 But it's all good. It's all good. All it's of it. Yes. Yes. All of it. That's that's the takeaway. However here. you want to present to me, it's it's beautiful to me. Yes, absolutely. All right. So <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you in person online. Um, Instagram and Facebook, Eastmith Hair. Um, I do have a website, eastmithhair.com. And I am at uh, Serge Amon and John Frieda Salon, um, located in Chelsea, New York City. All right. So all of you ladies who uh, enjoy the finer things in life. <laughs> Tired of waiting eight hours. Tired exactly. of waiting eight hours. Now you know there's a lovely person that looks like you <laughs> and you can roll on up in and get your hair slayed just as good if not better okay and you don't have to spend your entire day in the salon and they have a sink where your hair can be washed <laughs> several sinks <laughs> several sinks thoroughly washed <laughs> oh, yes. thank you so much eugene again thank for you. stopping by we appreciate the knowledge and the love um, that's it, Auntie. That's it. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Everybody's favorite Auntie is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and for free at blackbravado.com slash everybody's favorite Auntie. You can follow us on Instagram at blackbravado and on Facebook at everybody's favorite Auntie. This has been another episode of Everybody's Favorite Auntie, giving you the real, the straight, with no chaser.